Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Hi. Hi. I I, I am so excited oh to gosh. talk about something that I we hate. We start every episode that way. I know, but... This time I'm going negative. Oh, <laughs> I'm going negative. I'm so excited to bash I'm so excited something. to hate on something today. Oh man. Okay, so do you want to share what we're bashing on? Social media <laughs> and technology. Yes. I have a hate-hate relationship. You I, less so. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm neutral on it. I don't I don't see a lot of good, but yeah. We also have a guest on today who is going to be here helping us introduce yourself i'm river sarah is my sister-in-law and (laughs) prior to this episode we were talking about social media and technology and river shared that she's been off of social now for how long since december 2020 and yeah so we were like you need to join the conversation because i feel like we're the same in in our feelings about the detrimental effect that social has on our life and our quality of life which is why it's part of our series yeah for sure so first we're going to talk about when social media kind of came on the scene then we're going to talk about the changes good and bad that technology has brought to the world mostly bad (laughs) whatever and finally we'll talk about and judgmental (laughs) right 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 oh i'm going to be super judgy on this sorry people finally we'll talk about the benefits of limiting your tech and social and what what positive impact that can have on your mental health oh yeah river will definitely want to yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Well, okay. before we dive in, let's hear from our first sponsor. Hair loss is consistently ranked as one of the most feared side effects of chemotherapy treatment. The emotional impact chemo hair loss can have on patients has been well documented. Scalp cooling is a simple treatment that can prevent hair loss caused by certain chemotherapy drugs. The use of scalp cooling is proven to be effective in preventing chemotherapy-induced alopecia and can result in people retaining much of their hair. Paxman is the global leader in scalp cooling. Their cold cap is scientifically proven to reduce hair loss during chemotherapy. If you are facing cancer treatment and concerned about losing your hair, ask your provider about scalp cooling and visit our website at www.coldcap.com. And we're back. So, Sarah, do you know when social media kind of first came on the scene? I mean, I can I can share about when it came on into my scene, I guess. From, into your into scene? Into my scene, yeah. It was it was when I was at tech school, my first college. But I don't okay, know the so exact year. Okay, so give me a year. year. F- 05? 06? Okay. Yeah, River's shaking her head. No, she knows something. When do I, you think? I was on social media way before 05. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you a six degrees person? I was something that was called STL Punk, oh. which was like a MySpace before MySpace. Oh. This is when I was. Oh, I forgot about MySpace. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know about what is it? STL, STL Punk. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that falls in the timeline because I looked up the very first social media platform and I came up with something called Six Degrees. 
which I had. So this was in 1996. So I was still in high school and my parents weren't even letting me do anything with tech. So Uh I had no idea what this was, but it was basically the first social networking site. Did not know that. Um, And I was thinking my first thought was, oh, that poor man, because he got outshone by Facebook and probably just slunk off and never made it big. (laughs) Uh, No, he sold the company for 200 million. He's doing just fine. He's He's doing fine. He's doing fine. But that was in 1996. And his whole platform had like profiles and friend lists and so school affiliations. Here I thought, what's his name? Was Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg was Mm -mm. like the person who came up with this. Nope, nope, nope. No, all you need to do is watch his Facebook movie to know that's not true. (laughs) Well, yeah, I knew it was a stolen idea, but yeah, more or less. But yeah, so Six Degrees came on in 96. When were you on STL Punk? Oh, that how old am I? I guess 2001. And there was also Friendster. Oh, yeah, I do kind of remember. And that was the same time. So that was, yeah, 2001 through 2002. So I was so hip. 14. I know. Well, she's very I mean, I feel like you're ahead of the time. So that makes sense. Okay, so LinkedIn came on the scene in 2022. Mm -hmm. That seems no. Is that no. right? No. 2000? 2000. 2002. 2002. You put an extra two in there. I put an extra two in there in my notes. 2002. I'm like, that's not right. And LinkedIn in January of 2022. There it is. Yeah. LinkedIn had an audience reach of 180 million users, which wow. I actually have a huge beef with LinkedIn. What is that? I, I, I don't think that it's for actually networking with your business. I think it's a, li- a way to grandize, self-grandize about your accomplishments. Uh-huh. I think it's about how to sneak on other people to see what they're doing and how their careers uh-huh. are progressing. Yeah. And lately, it's become a political you know, sphere, yeah. which is completely against the whole concept of networking and, and building each other up in business. So yeah. I actually do not care for LinkedIn at all because I don't think it suits the purpose it was created for. Do you have any strong feelings about this, River? I never use LinkedIn. I had a lot of people in industries I was in, mainly the entertainment industry is what I'm referencing, that were like, you've got to use LinkedIn. You're not going to get a job if you don't. That was never true for me. Mm -hmm. I got one job from LinkedIn. Did you ever get a job from LinkedIn? No. I got one job. And I mean, I get so I guess for that reason, Mm -hmm. in my 20 plus years of experience, I got one job out of it. But for the most part, I just find it annoying. I think the only thing I've ever used LinkedIn for is to like stalk people. That's what I'm saying. People just yeah. use it to stalk and see where they are now and where they're where they are in their careers. It yeah. feels like everything else with social media. It's a comparison game. Yeah. And I just and so MySpace, somebody mentioned MySpace. Yeah. You did, River. I think MySpace is the first place that Eric messaged me on. Oh, Aww. okay. <laughs> so right there. I loved that you could put a song on there. It's such I a never, way to show a personality. <laughs> I never used MySpace. MySpace was 2003. Okay. I never used MySpace. And then Facebook came along in 2004. Mm. So did you guys know that 8 and 10 adults are on Facebook? Wow. In the Is this in the world? Or uh, in, this is in the United in States. The US. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Do you think it would be much bigger for the world, obviously? Well, not 8 and 10 because a lot of people don't have access to computers or internet. And yeah. so I like to think about that, that we think every adult we know is on Facebook. And then it's like, well... No, there's a lot of people in this world that don't even have don't access. have a computer in their home, don't have yeah. the internet, and they I might argue they're better off and are living their lives differently. And mm-hmm. maybe we can look, yeah, I mean, right, right. There's lots of nuances that I think. So it says eight and ten yeah. are on Facebook. One quarter of 
of Americans are on Twitter, which I've never gotten into Twitter. Never, never been on Twitter. When I started the nonprofit Faith Through Fire, somebody was like, you need to be on Twitter. And I'm like, I have no use for Twitter. I'm not doing it. It just seems like one more thing. And I don't really, I guess I don't understand the purpose of it either. Do you think anybody cares about my thoughts at any given moment (laughs) during the day? Nobody cares. That's how I feel about it. People clearly feel like they care about Elon Musk's thoughts. Well, I was just going to say, I do find it like interesting. And I've never used Twitter, so I don't follow celebrities or anybody Uh like Elon Musk. But I do find it fascinating that you can have access to somebody of that stature and their thoughts. I mean, I will say that that's pretty cool. You know, that the you can talk to the president of the United States or you can talk to the Elon Musk's of the world and comment and find Mm -hmm. out what their thoughts are on a given topic. That's cool. I get it. I just don't want to do it. I'm not (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Very cool. Not interested. Yeah. 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 So one third use Instagram, LinkedIn or Pinterest. I've never I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I love Pinterest. You do. I I get all my recipes on there. I mean, it's very creative. Yeah. Is that considered social media? I I I think think so. so, Because if you get like any kind of social media management, you can link your Pinterest because it's a way for you to put out like sites, put out blogs, put out things you've written. It's, It's a way to put out your content. Okay. So to me, yeah, I guess I think it falls under social media. So yeah. So I... I don't know. I got on Facebook. That was all I got on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to d- dig into the good and mostly the bad about <laughs> tech and social. Like, yeah. if you can't tell, I'm already hating. I'm Clearly. hating. Before we do that, though, do you want to do boobs? Let's do it. All right. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News is brought to you by Pink Perfect. Pink-perfect.com. Pink Perfect provides silicone prosthetic nipples for women who have undergone mastectomy and breast reconstruction with nipple removal. Visit pink-perfect.com and use promo code FACETHROUGHFIRE to receive $25 off your purchase. Bibs in the news! Bibs in the news! Bibs in the news! Okay, this comes out of Birmingham, Alabama. An Alabama fast food worker allegedly threw hot grease on a customer during a dispute over service in the drive through line. Oh, that's never a good way to settle a disagreement. Causing severe burns. Obviously, she was charged with assault. Clearly. She was 50 years old. The lady that they threw it on? The lady that threw the grease was 50 years oh, old. Oh, So man. when I first read this, I thought this is some 18-year-old with impulse control issues. Uh-huh. You know, whose parents did a bad job of teaching them right and wrong. Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is a 50-year-old grown Aww. woman. With impulse control With issues. impulse yeah. control. parents yeah. did a bad job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So she was charged Monday following a confrontation enough. that occurred Saturday. It was at an Arby's. Do you guys oh, eat at Arby's? No. I mean, yeah, you're, you're too health conscious <laughs> to eat at an Arby's. I mean, I used to. The curly fries were the bomb. Curly fries are pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten it at Arby's in a while either. <laughs> Authorities did not provide details on what prompted the dispute. That's what I want to know. That is sad. If you're going to write a story about somebody throwing grease on somebody, you better. I want to know what yeah. prompted somebody to give somebody third degree burns. Wow. That, that's intense. That is. That's Can you unfo- imagine? That's an unfortunate boob. Like you get in this argument with this woman in the drive thru and then all of a sudden she throws grease on you. Third degree burns. Yeah. Like, is it something over some like really mundane thing? She just I had mean, enough. What it was, would it constitute? Was her, it was her eighth negative thing for the day. What would constitute <laughs> throwing hot grease on somebody? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So she had, sec- oh, it says suf- second degree burns over a large part of her body. She was hospitalized. She promptly filed a civil lawsuit mm. um, seeking an unspecified amount of money from the worker. I will kind of question how much money she's going to get from the Arby's worker. Yeah, she totally turned her into a French fry. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my God, Sarah. That's wrong. <laughs> wrong. Sorry, I was bringing levity. Wrong. It is sad. I um, hope she's okay. Uh, yeah. she. This woman did get released on $30,000 bail. Arby said it fired the employee and called her actions rehen- re- reprehensible. Sorry, I was having yeah. problems with that. <laughs> they said, our heart goes out to the guest and we are working to help support the recovery. Oh, that's a I was going to say, the civil lawsuit, I hope, is against Arby's because Arby's has money. The woman who yeah, threw the grease probably, probably does, does not. not. No. Yeah. Well, that's no. a bummer. So there's your boobs in the news, people. Have you guys ever been angry enough to get in a physical altercation? I've never done that. Uh, not not grease, physical? obviously. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like where you try to harm. I don't think harm. I've ever hit anybody. I haven't. I, I can't imagine hitting somebody. No. Have you ever hit anybody? Not in as a, an adult. <laughs> not an adult. Yeah, not an Sarah's adult. Sarah's husband oh, not, when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> not not as not a, as an adult. I thought me. you said oh my gosh, not an adult. I don't no, want to... even uh, worse. Cut, 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 cut that out. No, yeah. not as an adult. I like when I was a kid. Of course. Yeah. My, Sarah's, my... Sarah's husband and I. I'm sure. He, yeah. I'm sure you took many a beating. My my middle daughter is very physical. He likes when to push she buttons. gets angry, she her tendency is to want to like put her hands on people. Mm-hmm. Not terribly but she her first instinct when somebody upsets her is to like grab at them or to and so we are constantly talking to her about impulse control and personal space and you cannot put your hands on people Mm -hmm. and she would only ever do it with her siblings but Mm -hmm. it's just an ongoing thing because our first reaction is to just yeah anger she has to have an outlet so yeah Yeah, Yeah. there's your boobs in the news boobs in the news boobs in the news boobs in the news all right we are back so let's talk about the good okay. and the bad of you technology. You guys, you, you guys, have zero good. Mm. I just find that so hard to believe. So here, here's here's what I see as the good of technology is that I have been able to connect. Maybe and maybe that's like definitely one of my things that I enjoy about life is connecting with lots of people. Mm-hmm. But being able to connect with people that I wouldn't have normally connected with because I'm not in their direct like flight line ever. You know, people I went to high school and just being able to say, what are you doing now? I mean, we have a mentor in Ireland and that's only due to technology. Right. Yeah. I I think that I think that you do get to touch people that wouldn't have necessarily been touched had they not gone to technology for support. All right. And I'm going to give a shout out to Zoom because we have talked about this multiple times that Zoom has allowed us to be so much more productive with work. Yeah. I mean, you can do, you know, five back to back Zoom yeah, calls or meetings and get way more accomplished than, you know, that would have taken a few days of meetings. Otherwise. Right. Exactly. So yeah. there's some benefits. Mm. I think don't we have to define don't we have to kind of carve out technology and social media as two separate things? I feel I like those so. are two separate things. Yeah. I mean, look at what Elon Musk has been able to do with technology. Yeah. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we would be nowhere as a civilization if we weren't innovating and doing yeah. really crazy things and yeah. and all that. And I feel like that's something to really be, a, you know, proud of and to, you know, it's like we were created to create. And I think we talk about this a lot on the podcast is just being intentional about your knowledge around what something is because we... We jump on the bandwagon and we think, oh, Facebook, this is going to be really great. And it's going to be allow me to and we only like see all the good things in it. And then but without on the front end also being like, what am I going to give up by bringing this into my life? You know, we talked about on the minimalist podcast where we are saying like you if you look at what you already have, like, what are you going to be giving up to bring something new in? Are you going to be giving up your energy because now you have to take care of that thing? Well, if you bring social media in, what are you going to be giving up? Social media on its own wouldn't be a problem, except for they have designed it to addict you. 
and to basically give you those dopamine surges where you then become addicted to getting those surges. So it it by itself in its original form, River, do you agree? Like it wouldn't be that bad, except for that they have literally created this system of comparison and to get you like a little freaking rat to to get the cheese. I mean, that's the part (laughs) that I hate. I hate the idea of being manipulated. Yes. Yes. They have spent a wild amount of money so that we keep going back and staying on. That's what their research is about. How do we get these people to first get on there? And then once they're on there, how do we get them to stay on there? Mm -hmm. And they've implemented so many things that work. And a big part of it, it's even like beyond the dopamine hit, it's that we also don't always get the dopamine hit. That's part of it, that it's like pulling a lever in a casino. Mm -hmm. Part of the addiction is that you don't always get it. Right. You want to win. You want to win, but you can't always win. Right. Because then that wouldn't be addicting. Mm -hmm. If you just walked into a casino and won the first time, you're not staying there. Right. So part of it is losing. Part of it is just scrolling and searching. The search for the hit is part of what they have figured out. And so it's like, say that you've once, like for me to use, to make it personal, because I can really only speak from my experience, is that Instagram, which I had an addiction to and maybe still do, I'm not on it. So it's like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't want to go back to it because I don't think my habits would change, but I would search and I'm like, I know I'm going to see something like inspiring or something that I want to connect with. Right. And so that is and I'm not finding it, and I'm not finding it, or maybe I'm kind of finding it, but it's not exactly it, so I'm staying on it. They have Mm -hmm. figured that out. Mm. That's like, I've like read about it. They've done Mm -hmm. the research. They know. So it's it's like deeper Mm -hmm. than all of it. They know exactly how to make it, how to keep us hooked there. Our attention, it is our attention is the most valuable thing. Mm -hmm. And they know it and they are making so much money from our attention. And think about what just Sarah's just said, too. It's like when you give your attention to that, you're not giving your attention to other things in your life, like your children, yeah. like your spouse, like, you know, whatever is your important. health, your health, your, yeah. you know, reading a book, whatever it is. It's like if you can't have your attention, they've already shown that multitasking really doesn't exist. Mm-mm. You can't do all things well. Mm-hmm. And so now you have given up something that is probably a true meaningful connection mm-hmm. for something that gives you the illusion of a connection and which I've is heard, why all these kids are freaking out i've having- heard from some people it's like well it is my place to go to escape or it's my place to go to de-stress and i go see things there that like but i also question like if that is your mindset of you go to social media to escape or to be mindless is that are you really mindless during that time or are you living in a place of comparison are you living in a place of i have never been on social media and felt good I mean, I, I have, the- I've gotten a chuckle. I mean, I think, you know, I I, I do scroll reels. I do like them. I, but I think it's like you when you know it's something that it's like this is a problem because, you know, I knew it was a problem one night because I was like, oh, my gosh, I just lost an hour of my life scrolling reels. And that happens. And when you notice that that problem is like no better, do better, like set an alarm for 10 minutes, like, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 10 minutes from now. Oh, wait, it might actually hear me. And then and then stop and like set those boundaries if you know that that's something or like what River did is you got. Off. I tried the boundaries. Yeah. I tried so many things. I tried the boundaries on the phone. There was an app I used and now it's built into a lot of the iOS systems. But 
or the just the, the operating systems. But I I tried all of these ways to set up boundaries, to set up timelines. When I opened it, I would have an intention of like this is what and. Mm-hmm. I would just blow past all of it. Uh-huh. I would be so sneaky to my own self and be like, uh-huh. okay. And and then even when I did honor the boundaries, which wasn't often, I still would find that like the habit was even in my hands that when I would open my phone to respond to a text message or whatever reason I had my phone open, immediately my thumb would find Instagram mm-hmm. and it was like in my body and I thought okay yeah when you start yeah. having like when you start having a physical response yeah. like again yeah I mean that when you said that I started thinking back to the technology thing because we're on the social media thing but like I have a severe addiction to my phone just checking mm-hmm. emails compulsively mm-hmm. same checking emails compulsively checking text messages if it dings there's no way I'm not looking at it there's no way I'm saying I'm going to save that for when I stop driving or I'm going to yeah. save that and look at it later. It's like it something goes off in my brain that says I have to know right now what that message says. And I'm so actually, for you, it extends even beyond social media. It, it extends does. Yeah. to your email. It social media to... makes me feel bad. And I just think it's sad. Uh-huh. But the technology, it's it's an addiction. I agree. I, I think it's an addiction. And I have an addiction to my computer. I have an addiction to my phone. I don't. The, the reason I've said this to somebody else, the reason I love camping and boating so much where we go is because I have no Wi-Fi there. It is forced celibacy from my tech. <laughs> and it's so wonderful. I leave every weekend feeling, why don't I do this at home? I'm going to uh-huh. self-impose these restrictions. I'm only and you can't do it. They've uh-huh. spent so much money. To make you right blow past your own. Boundaries. I mean, I think they've shown that it's yeah. like more addictive than crack. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm basically a crackhead, and it's just <laughs> it's really disconcerting. Yeah. You're a tech head. There's when I was like looking into like okay, how do I get these boundaries around? Because I also will check my email. I don't have notifications on my phone. Smart, and it doesn't matter that much. Uh-huh. I still like if my phone uh-huh. is open. That like I'm saying about my thumb. My thumb would mm-hmm. go to Instagram, or I would find it. It goes to email, and I just check, check, check. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, looking. I read books about it. I like. I read. There's a book like How to Break Up with Your Phone. A book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which I, I will shout out. Yeah. And and he he's an interesting person because he has never been on social media. So at first you're like, what's wow. someone who's never been on social media going to be able to talk about this? But he sees it from this perspective of, do you really need it? Because what they are selling you is that you need this, mm-hmm. that yeah. you cannot do what you want to do in your life without it. And his question is, what if actually without it, you can really do what you want to do with your life? Which is true. And that's what I feel like is. Yeah, that's true. I, so I'm I'm really curious because I feel like you're doing a lot of big things now. Share a little bit about what you do. And then do you feel like you have been able to reach your goals even without it? So I do a lot of things. Yes. I would say at the time that I quit social media, I was very active in my own business where I was doing creative coaching with people, breathwork facilitation, healing sessions, and also astrology. And so a big thing that I, a fear that I had is that if I leave social media, how will these people find me? Like my newsletter isn't as big as I, even if I try to direct people to my newsletter as they tell you to do, I have more followers here. Mm -hmm. And that was a fear that I had. And then I just was like, but you know what? It, that fear isn't, that the fear of like and then what if no one ever works with me again is actually 
if no one ever works for me with me again, that's okay because it felt that important to take my focus and my energy and my attention and presence back. I was like, I'll take that risk. Yeah. Because I just felt it was that real. And then that fear never materialized, correct? Correct. Yeah. And which is how I think that most people need to think about it is that 99% of what we fear does not materialize. It, do- it didn't. And it's and it's like I still sometimes will wonder. It's not like I'm like totally like never th- I never think about it again. It will still pop up where I'll think like if I was on social media, would more people have seen about this event? Yes, more people would have seen. Would more people have come? Possibly. So I I still yeah. have that part of like I don't know and it is possible that that social media like for example with with you with your nonprofit it 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 is very possible that it does reach more people i don't know i don't have that information for me personally it was about but what is important to me and where am i willing to make a sacrifice if that's the word you know it's it's like what just weighing things out like you do in your life already of like okay i I have to make some choices and can I make them really intentionally for what feels best for me? So just like taking that time is what I did. And I think I spent three years thinking about quitting Instagram. So that's a lot of time of like, if I go back through my journals, I'm an avid journaler, I will see that it probably goes beyond that where I'm like, I should really quit this. I used to be on Twitter. I made like a zine called Quitter Twitter where I like interviewed people about what if we quit Twitter? A lot of comics are on Twitter and I'm in the comedy world as well. Uh-huh. And I'm in the TV world. So it's like <laughs> those are Twitter people. Mm-hmm. It's just but all this to say, like. The the thing that they tell you is like you will not succeed without us. And that is I don't believe that. that is true. Yeah, I don't think it is. That is hugely the message that is put out. And. I think we I, I've seen it I, and I feel it, too, to my core. Like every time I've thought we should I am not I need to not invest time in social media. And then and then I think everyone is doing it. Mm-hmm. No or, one will know about us if we're not on social there's media. The, there's the business side of it. But then like also a lot of cancer patients will join these online support groups. Yeah. Like on Facebook. Yeah. I question whether those are healthy. Yeah. You know, some women don't have a, a big support system. Yeah. So for them, that is their support system. But for the most part. I mean, most women feel very anxious going on a Facebook support group. They get yeah. a lot of misinformation. They get a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. And so I question if that doesn't make make it worse instead yeah. of better. So, River, do you feel like because there's always a reaction from people when people when you tell people that you're not on social media, how do they respond? Sometimes they say, amazing. I wish I could do that. Uh-huh. I figured that and was probably say, a lot do you want to talk? You probably can. And then, but also some people are like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Or they, or the, they, it's always about them. I know their reaction is always about them. So I do not take it personally, but people will be like, you're a fool kind of, of like, Uh how will you promote yourself or how will you market yourself? Uh And it just goes back to that. I am like sitting in more trust and faith than I ever have in my life about the connections that will be made will mm-hmm. be made and that they will be made in integrity and that whatever, like, you know, vibration, I'll get real spiritual real fast, yeah. Yeah. but it's like whatever I'm putting out there, I'm going to just have it in such like intentional, stable, authentic, authenticity. Thank you. Yes. That it's that 
that it's that it's going to happen in yeah. the way and that for me social media really scattered me scattered my energy it i don't i wasn't as clear because i was in such comparison like i mm-hmm. even noticed sarah when you were like oh that like i'm trying to think what word you use but it was me like okay all these other people are doing mm-hmm. this and this is like I don't know if you use standard. You use some kind of word that it Group almost think. sounds like someone told you, like you have to, you have to do this, and that you see all these other people are doing it, and so you think, so I have to do it too, and so it's an ex. Your eyes are externally, it's external, and then mm-hmm. rather than internal, of like what does actually like what does our nonprofit need? Yeah, and. and and I'm not saying don't be on social media. I don't know what the answer is. Well, for you. No, I, I mean, I, I think... felt it for a long time because even when we were at the event, we had, so we had a big event on Sunday. And even at the event, I'm like, I should be getting pictures for social media. I should be doing this. I should probably make a present. post of it. And then, and then yeah. the whole day, I'm just like, why am I doing this oh to my myself? Gosh. I forgot that, that remind, like, I used to like take a walk. And in, during my walk, I'm thinking about, what, what beautiful you think I could take a photo of instead of just enjoying instead the thing. of just being present in what yeah. was happening I and mean, it, that was my whole life of like or my lived experience how can I write about this because of the way that I was working with people like okay so how can I turn this experience that I'm having into an Instagram caption and I was like oh no yeah <laughs> because you just know intuitively something's wrong yeah. When you're yeah. looking at your life through the lens of a, a social media, social media, there's something wrong. And that's yeah. my point. I don't need to be a rocket scientist to know that I just feel yucky on social. But I was going to say, too, we have so many studies that have found a strong link between heavy social media use and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, suicidal thoughts. I mean, and mm-hmm. which especially makes me fearful for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I know as an adult, this is harmful to me. I can't even imagine, you know, we have a neighbor where their little boy has his own TikTok, you know, thing. And I'm just like, what is happening? What is happening? I think I've told this story before, but Gary and I took our kids to the zoo one day. It was an absolutely one of those perfect, gorgeous days. Mm -hmm. The kids were being so good. We were literally enjoying ourselves as a family, which does not happen a lot when you have littles. You know, it's just it always sounds good in theory. And then you try to do this fun family thing and it turns into a lot of work. But it was one of those rare days where the weather was beautiful. The kids were great. We were enjoying it. And we went for pizza afterward. And we sat next to this family of four. It was two kids, two adults. And the minute they sat down next to us, all four whipped out their phones, were glued to their phones, said not one word to each other Mm -hmm. until the food came. And even then, their kids had to be told to, like, put the phones down. And then they kind of ate while they looked at their phones. It was shocking. Mm -hmm. Gary and I were like, this is insane. We are watching this family literally not communicate. Mm -hmm. And they are so worried about missing out on something on their phones that they were missing out on the opportunity that was right before them. And that was when Gary and I were like, we are going to severely restrict what our kids do. And then parents wonder why they don't have relationships with their kids. Or their kids are just so depressed and they're anxious and they have body image issues because they're seeing all this, consuming all this junk. Yeah. It's terrifying yeah (laughs) yeah and all the creators of these apps and these technologies do not allow their children to use them and i mean it's it's so yeah it's crazy (laughs) well i mean yeah you know for you it's okay for my kids it's not okay yeah we should all be very alarmed all right before we wrap up let's hear from our second sponsor 
Innsbruck Resort is a proud sponsor of the Faith Through Fire Respite House and the Besties with Breasties podcast. We know you work hard, but at Innsbruck, we also know you want to disconnect from what's stressing you out and reconnect with the important things in your life. Innsbruck makes it easy by offering lakefront living and vacationing less than 45 minutes from St. Louis. Vacation homes, golf, swimming, nature trails, fun events, and more. Take a drive and discover Innsbruck. Visit innsbruck-resort.com. All right, we're back. By the time this airs, it's going to be passed this week. But did you guys know that this week, May 2nd through the 8th, is screen-free week? Oh, I didn't know that. It just so happened to coincide with this episode. So it started in 1994 with and it started as people turning off the television. So since 1994, it has morphed from just turning off the TV. All right, y'all. So don't post any pictures of your tacos on Cinco de Mayo. Well, by the time this airs, (laughs) it's going to be past that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Next year. But I thought it's a taco free day. Could we all go (laughs) without our screens for a week? That's a good challenge. A week? I'm up for it. I mean, Sarah. Wait, that means that means that just means social media. I was gonna say for business, you couldn't do it. I mean, oh we no, could, for business, I couldn't. We do couldn't it. do it. We couldn't do it. We. But I did it. Like the week before our big event, I said I'm not watching anything this week because I wanted to prioritize my stress, and I did it, and I actually got great sleep. Or you know what you could do easily is if you ever plan a vacation, I'm not going to look at screens my entire vacation. Ooh. Or you know what I mean when you're when you're already offline That's for good. work and yeah. things. But I agree with you. I don't think you need so. I could go easily a week without looking at social yeah. media. Same, easy. You know, I don't like anything where I feel manipulated. <laughs> I think I think sometimes when we think about like, okay, our relationship with technology or social media, we go to the extremes where, oh, it has to be a week with none of it or I have to totally delete it. And maybe maybe that is right. Like for me, it was right to delete Mm -hmm. my social media. But I think we can also think in ways of like more approachable or more manageable, more realistic things of like, okay, I won't. How will I limit this? And then just Mm -hmm. let that grow. Mm -hmm. and, And so that it. Just because I found it that I, to be cold turkey. Yeah, I yeah. would go unless that's right for you. It's like everyone is very different yeah. and everyone responds different. But I would go like I'm going to I'm going to stay off Instagram for one month and then I would just the first week's really hard and then I would feel so great. And then I would go back to it. <laughs> everything would be the same. I would jump right back mm-hmm. into it. So yeah. it's like going I, off sugar. Yeah. I mean, we right. know the studies are clear. Social connection with real people is where it's at. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. So. Yeah. I personally want to get back to that. Yeah. We can be at the forefront of that, Sarah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, River, for Thank being with you. us. Thanks yes, thanks. All right. You can't find me on social media. That's right. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. She's a- How can they get in contact with you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Leave us a voicemail or share your own experience on bestieswithbreastiespodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmes. Audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies. 